Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. Today I want to preach to you from the book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. I want to preach to you on this subject, a life, life of faith. Life of faith. Book of Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. We're going to revisit some old stories that we need to refresh again within our minds within our heart here today because God is wanting this church us individually and as a church body to walk in faith for it to be a life of faith a life of faith and it says here uh, talking about the story of Noah Genesis 6 and 9 It took great faith for Noah to do what he did and trusting that the Lord's word to him was truth. And he believed the word. The only way you could get to that point of believing God's word and trusting in God's word is through relationship with the Lord. Through relationship, a deep relationship with God. It's hard to believe and have faith in someone's word that you've never spent time with or never met before. But in the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 9, it says, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and a perfect, and, and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. A true walk, of course, with God, we know, is going to be a walk of faith. And that's what Noah experienced. He was a man perfect in his generations, a just man, and Noah walked with God. He walked with God. Because of that walk and that relationship, he had faith in the Lord. But a true walk with God is one where we walk in faith, a life of faith. You may be seated. It took a great act of faith on Noah's part to be sensitive to the voice of God and hear the voice of God. I know us as humans, how many times we've heard voices. uh, It's not that we're crazy. We're not crazy. Uh, We've heard voices, and sometimes the voice might even be our own telling us to do certain things. Or maybe it might be the voice of of flesh. It might even be the voice of Satan trying to tempt us and speak into us. But there are times that the voice of God speaks more often than what we realize. And as we grow in relationship with God and walk with God, that sensitivity to the voice of God, uh, we we will understand and know without a doubt that it is the voice of God and not our own voice, not another voice speaking to us, but it's the voice of God. Because of that walk with God, Noah knew the voice of the Lord. He lived in, in the Old Testament way back. He didn't, he didn't have all the laws of God that we have today, the scriptures, the, the writings of the Word of God we can fall back on and read and study and hear of great men and women of faith. Now, he does have examples of faith, I'm sure, 
there were uh, people before him, I'm sure, that expressed faith and trust in God. So somewhere along the line, it was passed down to him. But he lived in a world that was so messed up. It was a world that was so messed up that uh, that if you preached a truth of the Word of God, people would uh, uh, laugh at it, scoff at it. Um, you know, there was so much sin, so rampant in the world at that time that people, that's the reason why God, of course, wanted to destroy the earth. But He did give him an opportunity, gave him a choice, He gave him an opportunity to get in the ark as the preacher Noah preached the word. Um, I know there's a lot of similarities in our world today. Even the Bible says that just as the days of Noah, so will the days of the, of the coming of the Lord be. In this day and hour, it's a lot like Noah's day. But it's a day for the church to stand up and walk in faith and believe God no matter what it feels like. Faith has not it's not based on feelings. Now, I do know that when we feel God, our faith rises. There's no doubt about that. But to someone that has been walking with God, they can have faith in God whether they feel God or not. Amen? If you don't get anything else I say here today, please remember that. That through relationship, your faith can grow. And, of course, I know the testimonies and the power of God, the miracles that God performs, does build our faith. We prayed for things. God's come through. Our faith becomes stronger. But there are times that, that we don't feel God and we believe God and God comes through. I believe our faith even gets even stronger during those times. And uh, our day is not too much off from what Noah's day was. Uh, I, I was looking up and study. Uh, I have this uh, app that talks about quotes of different people. And I was looking up their quotes um, of faith in God. And I, and I was amazed not just at the wording of some of the people's quotes of faith, and there were some really good things in there as they talked about faith, but one thing I noticed that was really troubling to me is I also noticed there the condition of our world. Because when I looked at some of these words of faith, I mean, there was words of encouragement, words of strength, words about faith in God, how that God will come through in the times of storm, in the times of struggle. And I looked over to the right side, and on the right side of these quotes was an up thumb, and they had a number of how many said this is a good thing. And I also looked at the number of those that said this is a down thing. And I'm thinking, here's someone is trying to, to encourage you and to lift you up and build your faith that you're going to be okay. You're going to, be, you're going to come through this faith, faith. But yet there were people that were saying, that does nothing for me. And a lot of it has to do with the connection with God. That's the world we live in. And it was, it was the same in the days of Noah. But Noah, he was a man of faith. And uh, he was a just man and perfect in his generations with the battles and struggles that his generation faced at that time, the evil that came upon the earth. But the Bible says, Noah walked with God. He was a man of faith. And what's also amazing about this is that his family believed in that faith of their father. And and they had to, I know the kids, if they had school at that time, going to school, they had to face 
ridicule that look what your father's doing. Uh, that's uh, you know calling him names and saying it took faith of the family to be able to take a stand also. Now I know that that his sons and their wives were probably oh they probably didn't go to school at that time but they had, still had to deal with the neighbors they had to deal with the people around them the uh, you know the, the the people that come in contact with every day and the names that were called because he took a stand in God and, and you know it doesn't matter if the majority. Uh, which we hope and pray that the majority would live for God, but it doesn't matter if the majority says, I'm not going to live for God. To those that walk in faith and have a relationship with God, it's going to be a life of faith. It's going to be a faith walk every day. They live in faith. They speak faith. They they speak faith in the midst of obstacles and and uh, conflict, trying to come back and trying to tell you that you don't need to believe this is a failure, this is going to fail in your life because you're believing in a fairy tale. Let me tell you something. We're not believing in a fairy tale. Nobody, you know, a lot of people can say with my opinion that your opinion is not right. But they cannot take away my testimony. They cannot take away the victory and the healings and the miracles that God has performed in my life. Nobody can take that away and nobody can take your testimony away. You know what God has done for you. You know what God will do for you. And you know what God will continue to do for you the rest of your life. Nobody can take my testimony away. Nobody can tell me you weren't healed. I was healed. I was there. You weren't. I was there. I felt the power of God flow through my body. I felt the deliverance. I felt the victory. Nobody can take that testimony away. But evidently, no, I had experienced some things in God, in His walk with God, in His upright being a just man and perfect in His generation, going against the, 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 the flow of, of, of pushing back and saying, Noah, your word is fruitless. Your word is nothing. Your word will fail. But he kept walking with God. He kept building the ark. He had the instructions from the Lord. He didn't necessarily have a, a architectural blueprint laid out in front of him, but he had something better. It was the voice of God that gave him the dimensions and he jotted them down and began to build the ark exactly the way God wanted it to be done. I don't know. Maybe God did give him some kind of a blueprint on it, but he did give him clear instructions of what to do. And Noah understood the voice of God. And I thank God that his family also believed also. But it was a life of faith. It was a walk of faith. If we don't have faith and trust in God when we're faced with difficult times and struggle and heart-wrenching times, when we go through those times, if we don't have faith and trust in God, then we really don't know God. We really don't know God if we don't uh, if we don't have faith and trust in God uh, after uh, we go through these struggles. When God comes through, uh, we know that God will always be there. It doesn't matter how high you are in God, how low you are in God. God is faithful, and what He says, He will come through with it. Can I hear an Amen? Amen. 
Faith and trust grows out of a relationship with God. Faith and trust grows out of putting my hand in His hand and saying, God, I don't know how to get down this road. I don't know the journey that I'm on. I don't know where I'm going. I don't, I feel like sometimes I'm walking in the dark and can't see, but I do know one thing. I'm walking toward a light and I've got my hand in His hand. And when I have my hand in His hand, His Spirit illuminates the whole, uh, the whole, uh, journey that I'm on. I know that I can trust in Him. It doesn't matter how low you get. It doesn't matter how high you get. And let me say this, when you're high in God and you're on the mountaintop in God, you still need God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop living for God. Don't stop trusting in God. Don't stop speaking faith. Amen. We know we need God in those valleys. We know when we're down, we need to pray. But we need to pray even more so when we're on the mountaintop. Because you see this thing called life, it just has its ups and downs. Even in the church, the church has its ups and downs. But let us not get our focus off of God. Because God is leading us and guiding us in the direction He wants us to go. Some things we might not understand. But I know one thing God understands. He understands it all. But faith and trust grows out of a relationship with God. Here in Noah, he was building an ark, a boat, when God, uh, of course, uh, God, before all of this, before he started, gave him a, a word, gave him instructions. How crazy that might seem when God is saying to him that you need to build an ark. Build a boat. A big, gigantic um, lawn ornament <laughs> had to be built. And, his, and, and you know, all of the attention from... I mean, he couldn't hide this big boat in his front yard or backyard. where He, he couldn't hide it. Uh, I, I'm sure it got all of the attention of the, the um, residential um, uh, planning committees that were saying, you can't do that. You can't build that ark here. There's, there's, there's regulations against it. But he kept on building. God kept putting things in place. And think about it. Think about it. What if God spoke to you today to build an ark? Uh, what would you do? How much do you trust in the Lord? What would we do? We must learn to trust in our God. It says in the book of Hebrews 11 and 7, By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Let me say that again. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. It was going to be a judgment time. He didn't see it yet, but he was building an ark, preparing and being obedient to the voice of God. It says he was moved with fear and prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. It was all about faith. All about faith. But Noah, Noah was building an ark. He was a preacher. He was preaching to those, you need to be ready. He was motivated by fear. Fear can motivate you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. But he was motivated by the fear of the judgment that was going to come because he knew God was going to stand by His Word. So he kept putting the pieces together in the ark, preparing it, getting it ready. And that is what God 
is trying to say to us today to just simply believe in Him. There is a building process that is going on right now. It's a journey that we as Landmark are on. And God is wanting us to just continue to believe in Him. You might not understand everything that goes on and why this happens and why that happens. But I know one thing for sure. We trust in our God. He's never failed us. He will never let us down. The question is, you know, Noah had quite a church there. He had no crowd. He had no social activities. He probably didn't even have Sunday school classes. I think that was created years ago by the Baptist church. (laughs) He didn't have any Sunday school classes. He didn't have all these activities. There was no growth. The only growth was that it was just him and his wife and his his sons and his daughter-in-laws. Just a perpetual building program that he was in. And I know building programs are tough for churches. I'm thankful that the Lord allowed us to come into a building that was already built. Because I've heard friends and pastors that have talked about these building processes. And, and But think about it. Noah, in his preaching, it was just a continual building process, building program. And his family was a part of that. Noah, he wasn't successful as we would put it in today's uh, standards. You know, a lot of times people are putting it on uh, the success is that you've got to have this mega church, this big mega church. And, and I pray that we would have a mega church if that's what God wants. I, it just means that there's souls that are coming to the house of God. But he, he just had him and his wife and his sons and his daughter-in-laws, and he preached for years, but influenced nobody outside of his family. No one repented or believed his message. Nobody got in the boat but him and his family. And to the standards of today, there's a lot of people that would not go to Noah's church because Noah wasn't uh, succeeding like some of these people are. You know what? We could build a church of two or 3,000 people here in this building if we just took the Word of God and set it aside and started doing it and preaching about things that the people want to hear and tickling their ears. You could build a church... There is no doubt we could build a church, but there is something special about walking with God and the way that God's instructions are and doing it the way God wants it done. And there's a very special thing about what Noah was trying to do. He was believing in the judgment of God. And nobody stopped him. The ridicule didn't stop him from putting another piece on that boat. No one repented during that time. No one believed his message, but he just kept on building and building because he had faith and trust in the Word of his God because he knew what the voice of God was. If a success ratio could be determined by adding up the total number of hours he worked on his, on his boat, the total number of conversations he had with sinners, the total number of sermons that he preached, and then compare this number of converts that he made. Noah was the most unsuccessful preacher in history according to man's gauge. But that's not according to God's gauge. With a resume like that, how could he secure the pastorate of any church today? Well, You've heard the saying, you know, hey, Noah, you're trying out for that church. Do you, let me ask you, Noah, do you have any corn in the crib? You ever heard that? Any corn on the crib? Well, uh, if you said that to me, I could say, uh, I eat corn on the cob. Is that good enough? But, you know, would, would Noah be able to pastor a church today? Would anybody accept him? 
They should because he's a man of faith. He's a man that stood against the winds of, of, of attack and the ridicule of that day. But what about the common sense perspective of Noah's story? One man found favor with God. I think that's successful right there. He found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that's translated favor or mercy in the eyes of the Lord. That right there is success. God told him to build a ship and put animals in it. They will come in uh, and two by two. But Noah lived a life of faith day in, day out, trusting God for their needs and the miracles before God. He was a man of faith. That is what God is wanting us to be, is men and women of faith. It doesn't matter what others do. It doesn't matter what the world does. The world can walk away from all of it and say, and ridicule and say, thumbs down on the message of the gospel. Thumbs down on, uh, uh, on uh, uh, a salvation plan. Thumbs down on God or church or being faithful to church. But I'm here to tell you that there are people in this world that are saying thumbs up to God. Thumbs up to the Word of God. Faith in God. Hope in God because nobody can take our miracles away. Nobody can take away our answered prayer that we know that God came through with. Amen. Men and women of faith. That's where God wants us. Men and women of faith. There was a story, a familiar story in Second Kings chapter 4 of Elisha and the Shunammite woman and her faith. It says in 2 Kings 4, 8-36, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed the Shunem, where was a great woman, passed the Shunem, where there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Who's going to turn down a good old hot loaf of bread? Amen. I remember I, remember I used to work at doing refrigeration work at uh, Busy Bee Bakery in Granite City. And I still, it had such an impact on me that after I finished working on it, that they would send a, a block of bread through their ovens and they would have a big old block of butter. And they say, here, uh, cut a, a hot slice of bread. We're going to... We're going to give you some hot bread, and we'd cut that bread with the workers in the back, and we'd smear that butter on there as thick as you could get it, and we would eat that, and it was so good, and it had such an impact on me because I could still taste it right now. I could still taste that taste, the hot bread and that melting butter. Oh, let's dismiss. Let's just go to... Let's go get some bread. And so it was that Elijah wasn't going to turn down that hot bread. And if she had butter there, she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. A lot of people talk about preachers like to eat fried chicken. We're not going to turn down fried chicken. It's, it's just a part of preaching. Just a part of our lifestyle. But bread is also good. And he, as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set 
before him there a bed, and a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. They were making room uh, for the man of God, but I believe also in this that she was making room for the Word of God that built her faith because she was walking a life of faith. The Bible says that that uh, our faith cometh by hearing. We know that the hearing comes by the Word of God. So she was building a place in respect to the man of God, but she was also wanting, wanting and hungry for the bread of life, for the Word of God, to build her faith and keep her strong. Because she knew that there were times in life that there were going to be struggles and battles and she needed to lean upon the faith and the Word of God to get her through. She wanted to keep strength of her faith strong by keeping the holy things of God close. The man of God close. God's representative and faith cometh by hearing. She was concerned about her faith. She was wanting, she made a choice and she was wanting to live a life of faith. And it, and it fell on the day that she, that he came thither and turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. You see, Elijah was looking at it like she's blessed me. Uh, I want the Lord to bless her and ask her what she wants. Ask her what she has need of. And when he had called her, she stood before him. Gehazi had called her, and he said unto him, and he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all of this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. Evidently she had some hard times and disappointments in the past. And she it was a little tough for her to figure it out that the man of God was saying to her a very straightforward, important thing of something that she desired and she wanted as a gift from God was a child. But here her husband was older in age and it looked like as any miracle that we're wanting in our life that there's an obstacle in front of us. But she, you see, because she made her, her life and positioned her life in a position of a life of faith, her faith began to grow that day. Amen. Don't, don't let the, the past disappointments and struggles of your life affect your life of faith 
now in this hour. Yes, every one of us have been down pathways and journeys of struggle and of obstacles and times it seems like of defeat and disappointments. But don't let the past affect your faith of today. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elijah had said unto her according to the time of life. Can you imagine what happened to her faith? It began to soar. God came through. That was just a building block of more faith. But it's because she opened up the door of her life to walk in a walkway of faith. Accommodate the Word of God in her life. Open up the avenues for her to believe and trust in God. Because she did that, it was a life of faith that brought forth a mindset that I will not let my answer to prayer die. I will not let my promise from God die. I will not let my prophetic word from God die. It's a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. I've got people in my life that are, and people that have passed on from this life that were so such strong pillars of faith that I could look at their life, and I still glean from their life, even those that have passed on from this life, that spoke faith, that walked faith. Every day was a walk of faith. No obstacle that stood in front of them that was going to get them to detour their faith, to stop in faith. Faith is not without obstacles. There's obstacles always in the midst of faith. There's going to be a voice trying to speak to you that you're wrong in what you're believing. There were voices that spoke to Noah and said, You're wrong. This is just a big eyesore. It's going to be sitting there and people are going to be making fun of you all of your life because of this big boat in the front yard of, of your home. It's just going to be an eyesore. It wasn't an eyesore when the floods started coming. The rain started pouring down and the floods started rising up. At that point, that seemingly eyesore became a beacon of hope as they began to beat on the wall, but it was too late because they mocked it and they, they doubted it and they, they made fun of it. But oh no, and his family, they just simply believed the Word of God. And because of that faith, a life of... It, it, faith doesn't come to you by these uh, swinging ups and downs of... I've got faith now, and I got don't have faith now. I got faith. No, what God is wanting us to enter into, and yes, we do have the ups and downs, but our faith needs to be consistent, and our faith needs to continue to grow. Our faith needs to be strong, and, and there's going to be the low times, but we got to still believe God as much as we do when we're up on the mountaintop looking out above everything else, and our faith needs to be consistent with God. We must continue to breathe life into our promises and into our prayers. The child of faith that came out of that faith for her that she gave birth to and answered prayer, there was a point that that promise died. When the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, my head, my head, and he said to the, the lad, to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon. And can you imagine? Then died. 
and died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. The reason is because she was walking a walk, a life of faith. A life of faith. She took him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. And shut the door upon him and went out. Her faith wasn't stopped. Her faith didn't waver. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. It was a walk of faith. It was a life of faith. It shall be well. And she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came into the, unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her. And say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, because she was living a life of faith, it is well. When her promise, her son was dead, because she was living a life of faith, it is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I say not? Do not deceive me. Then he said to Gehazi, Gird up thy loins, and take my staff in thy hand, and go thy way. If thou mean any man, salute him not, and if any salute thee, uh, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. I am a believer in the power of God's word. I stand upon the power of the word. I will not leave faith, is what she was saying. I will not leave my source of my miracle. I am desperate. I will speak into my faith. And faith cometh by hearing. I will speak faith out of my mouth. I will not, re- I will not back up from it. I will not doubt it. I will not stop. I will not let my promise slip through my fingers so easily. Amen. She positioned her life around hearing the Word and building her faith in God. And she was not going to let it stop then as she held on to the prophet's feet. She knew where her source came from of building faith and she needed to continue to have that faith built. You know how it is. Sometimes we, our, our faith is tried. Obstacles and struggle and storms and hardships sometimes tries our faith, but she knew she had to hold on to another word to continue her faith to be strong. And through building a life of faith, this kept her miracle and promise alive. 
It's not through spurts of faith that I'm going to believe God a little bit today, but tomorrow I'm going to set just little spurts here and there. No, it's a believing in God no matter what comes your way. Just a walk of faith, a life of faith. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awaked. When Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. I don't know how long this process went on. I don't know how long the child was dead, but I'm sure that it was beyond uh, what some people would think that it would ever he would ever come to back to life again. But yet, miracles have no time barriers. You see, uh, in God, God can perform a miracle right now that you've been praying for ten years in your life. He can perform a miracle right now. But here was a. Here was a promise that she was not going to let go of. Here was an answered prayer that she was not going to let go of because she built her life around faith. She was blessed that day. We must keep praying and believing through the obstacles. Persistence of faith. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it feels like. Doesn't matter what it sounds like. Doesn't matter what the world's talking about. I know one thing that I can believe in my God that heal. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what the nurse says. It doesn't matter what my friends that think they're doctors say. It matters what God says. It matters what thus saith the Word of God. I believe in the power of God. And as God said to me, do you believe my Word? I said, yes, I do. It changed the way I talked. It changed the way I, I, I stood on this thing. It changed my, my actions. It changed my decisions. When He said, do you believe my Word? And I say, yes, I do. Because that Word has built my faith. Built my faith... It's a walk of faith. It's a lifestyle of faith. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. You know, sometimes faith is a journey. It's a journey. Sometimes that journey's long. But how much do you believe in God? It doesn't matter how long it takes. If you believe in God, it's going to come to pass. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Can you imagine what victory that would have been? Her faith came through. And I'm here to tell you that there's people in this building today that your faith was up against a wall, up against struggle, up against obstacles, but God came through, and He will always come through. As the Lord said, take up your miracle. Take up your promise. 
Amen. When you have a lifestyle of faith, you will take up and possess the answer to prayer. I'm going to get a determination. I, I know how people are. I've said this before. People of faith are crazy people. People of faith don't let anything get in their way. They'll walk through it. They'll step through it. You know the song that says, I will run through a troop and leap over a wall. I used to, I used to uh, uh, sing that song years ago. I know it's an old song. But you know what? When you've got faith, you're not going to let anything stand in your way. People of faith, it doesn't matter if everything is collapsing around them. They're still speaking faith out of their mouth because they trust in God. Because somewhere along the line, they've had their hand in the hand of the, of the Master. And they still have their hand in the hand of the Master. And what God is saying to us here today, believe in Me. Trust in Me. Do you believe My Word? Do you believe in My Spirit? Do you believe that there is a life after this life. Do you believe and trust in me every step of the way? Then you're just gonna you're just gonna go down this journey with a peace in your heart because you are living a life of faith, a life of faith. Amen. A life of faith. What what are you praying for? What are you believing for that hasn't come to pass yet? Amen. What is it? Keep believing. Keep having faith. Keep trusting God's Word. His Word is truth. Genesis 22, I know we've been talking about this quite a bit here lately, but uh, uh, we, we always think much about Abraham's faith and sacrificing the promise of his son Isaac. He trusted God because he had a life of faith. He knew God was not going to take away his promise. And I believe he believed God so much that if some reason, some crazy reason that God chose to take his son, he still believed, he still had faith. But he knew that God wouldn't take his promise because God promised it to him and he never failed him in his promise. And he also knew as he spoke it out of his mouth, God will supply his own own sacrifice. His own sacrifice. But we don't consider Isaac's trust in God. He had faith too, Brother Brother Ayers. When you said that the other day, it really sparked something in my heart. Abraham didn't lay him up there on that altar. He got up there on his own. (laughs) He had faith in his father's faith in God, but yet... Isaac, in time, also had to build his own faith. And there's a lot of things in the Word of God that talks about Isaac's faith. You see, your walk of faith will not only affect you, it will affect those that are around you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your friends. It's going to affect your church family. It's going to affect your fellow employees. It's contagious. It's going to affect everything around you. Consider who your God is today. He is trustworthy. And as you walk hand in hand with God, building a relationship with God, and He's speaking to you, and He's showing you the way through 
sometimes some very difficult high places or low places. And He leads you through on this journey of faith, journey of life. And when we eventually, when we eventually get to that heavenly place in God and we're with Him throughout eternity, and what a homecoming that's going to be. I was saying to Titus yesterday, I was saying what a, what a time that's going to be when we finally get to that heavenly place in God and our faith has carried us through. Our faith in God has carried us through. Talking about a rejoicing time. Talking about a time of victory. This journey is worth it. Walking in faith. Believing God for the miraculous. Don't let your faith waver. Let it be a life of faith. God is here today. And He's been here from the start of this service because we have come together to worship Him and to hear the Word of God taught and preached and prayed. And God has come to this house. And He said He would because He's faithful. Has there ever been a time that He hasn't come? <laughs> no. He's always been here. And there are even times that angels appear. I believe God did that for a reason. To let us know it's here. And it's even here when we don't even see it. Because we're looking through the eyes of faith. What are you praying for as we stand here today? What do you... What do you believe in God for? We got a lot of list of things I know that we're asking God to take care of, but consider who your God is today. Consider who your God is today. He's an answer of prayers of faith. Let not your faith waver. But let your faith be strong. I'm going to ask today for those that have faith and you have a need. It might be several needs. That's okay. God's a big God. I'd like for you to bring your need to the altar. It might be a need for somebody else that you're believing for. It might be something that you're believing God for this church in the midst of revival. But I believe God's Word. I trust God's Word. I put my faith, and you do too, in the Word of the Lord. I want, to, I want you to come up around this altar and I want you to lift your hands to God. And I want you to begin to open your mouth to the Lord. And I want you to proclaim that need today before the Lord. I want you to proclaim it in faith. I want you to trust God in it today. Angels are in the house because God's presence is in the house today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah.
that you've prepared for oh, me. Cry out to God today. Lord, I believe. I believe for my loved ones my to be saved. Days. For them to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's you, for them God, to be baptized in Jesus' name. Oh God, I believe in deliverance for my friends. For my loved ones. I believe here today, God. I put my trust in your word. I put my hand in your hand, God. Hallelujah.